0: Generation is rising
1: on an emerging generation of kings. Thank you, Holy Ghost, by the supernatural. want to listen to this and I'll try to wind down so we can interact. Aaron, people said to Aaron, make us a golden calf, make us a golden calf, make make us something that we can see, a God that we can see. This is why you must have your own encounter with God. The Bible doesn't tell us that Aaron had an encounter with God. The Bible tells us that God said to Moses, I have spoken to Aaron so he can hear the word of God without an encounter. Moses did not just hear God he saw a burning bush it was an encounter a bush that was burned was not consumed there suddenly you can never tell me about poverty or illness I have encounters that will make it impossible for me to accept your theology of divine quote-unquote poverty it's an encounter an encounter lingers longer than the taste of the sweetest words is an experience that lodges itself into a deeper chamber in your spiritual ensemble, it's an encounter now Aaron were not told they had an encu- any encounter with God Moses had an encounter, when the person with the encounter went up to the top of the mountain and the pressure came, the person who had a word without an encounter was subjected to the pressure when we go spontaneous like this on the prophetic, it's a pot-off for encounters So when I sing prophetically Or chant prophetically Or release You don't need See some services are not Point one, point two, point three But the fact that Point one, point two, point three Is not there Does not mean it's pointless The prophetic can switch A service And when that happens You can see things Because a portal is unlocked Paul said about fourteen. Look at this Paul said about 14 years ago I know a man who went up to the third heavens. He said the things that he saw are unspeakable. That's not hearing. That's an encounter. That's an experience. That is... A, you, you, you get them now. Thank you. You get the now? Oh, amazing. There's a word. Sir, as we prayed, I saw storehouses open. We are taking delivery in this season. There is a release. Of, I'm, I'm sure many of you have seen things like that. How many of you saw doors, portals, windows, treasures? That's that's it's one picture. Now, when that happened, Moses Aaron said to them, "Bring something you have. I, I'm going somewhere. Bring what you have: gold, jewelry, all of that." They brought that. Do you know what the Bible says? That he told Moses that he cast into the fire, and it came out as a golden calf. Are you following this now? This is man's system. This is man's fire. Man's fire took earrings and turned it into a golden calf. Man took earrings and molded it into a golden calf. Earrings, calves. Earrings don't walk, don't move. Calves can walk, can move, can breathe. Man's fire was strong enough to pick something that was inanimate and turn it into some other image animation man's fire God wants me to tell somebody that the fire of the spirit can convert your natural gifts from one form into another so that you are singing the same songs writing the same book making the same clothes are are you understanding this but more people are asking for it now your word of knowledge you are using it on the streets the same word of knowledge can be used at the UN are you understanding that? it does not mean we need one without the other but the Bible says that there is one glory and there is another glory the transition from one glory to another needs a fire experience it is fire that converts are you getting this now? that's why when God is going to judge every man's work how will he judge it? by fire so in the next about two or so minutes the fire of God will just touch a couple of people here I hope it's everybody, I hope it touches me and what God is doing is there's a conversion that is about to happen. It's a conversion. A conversion experience. This is not man's fire. Man's fire could do that. God's fire can do so much more. Moses didn't go to any school of government. But an encounter with God is more priceless than an MBA. You're not getting there. Now some people go like, oh, well, Moses was advanced, he was raised in Egypt. Please let me ask you a question. If somebody leaves Nigeria now, as backward as many parts of Nigeria is, if someone leaves Nigeria and comes back in 40 years, is it the same Nigeria you will meet? Moses left, and Egypt was one of the fastest growing civilizations. So the Egypt Moses returned to was a far more advanced Egypt. So even though in the natural, he looked like retrogression, one encounter with God fast forwarded him beyond the civilization of Egypt. Oh my God. Who am I speaking to? So that when he got into Egypt, he was still hyper relevant. He still commanded authority. See, God can take you out of a sector for three or four years and return you there. He will be like You're irrelevant. You come back with one solution, one strategy, one template, one opportunity. It's an encounter. Somebody raise your hand and raise your voice in a minute. Yeah 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 yeah! Shatterbaya! Ah, echoes! Fire! Yeah 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 yeah! Pour it out! Pour it under! From the front to the back. Heal the blind eyes. Heal. Ola kosi atabata. Rotokoli asubele Coluto Boluto brebetarius. where well, we had this favor come weather said go hey 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 to lock here to court here to court here canadas piretos Titatus ellibatoia thank you holy ghost we give you praise we give you praise we give you praise thank god never remain the same again say with conviction say with strength say with prophetic accuracy and intensity I will never remain the same again. now can you prophesy to the person, say you will never remain the same again you will remain the same again thank you Lord we receive all that you have done in this moment in Jesus name all right so want to just get very practical first service was amazing wasn't it yeah was really, really such a blessing. I was so personally touched um, as the Lord really unfolded a couple of things to us. So I want to just apply that. So I'll allow my wife to do a brief recap of the first service, just very brief for context. And I want to go into application. If I've been heartbroken and I think that if you've been, if you're 18 years and above and you're a healthy and sane human being, (laughs) you've been heartbroken at least once. Um, it could be ac- academics, finances, sexuality, family is a very big one. So maybe people that don't talk to their siblings, some of you, you have not just heartbroken, broken, your family broken, you don't talk to members of your family. So all those kind of things that cause issues, you know, like you never talk about your family, never go, all those kinds. So it doesn't have to be just relationship as we know it. Yeah. So she's going to do a brief recap and then, um, we'll discuss a couple of things as we go along. So, what was the highlight for first service from First Service?
2: Okay, so I'll just touch on one thing, and maybe as we talk, um, pardon my voice, I'm sorry. Um, one of the first things you said was that conflict, I can't remember how you it, but conflict like a human experience, and it exposes to you, I mean, it's actually devised by God to show your loyalties. So if you're always agreeing with somebody, be it your boss, be it your husband or your wife, there's nothing to prove that, you are loyal or committed to that person, but I took, it, it went further in my heart, especially after a heartbreak has happened, that sometimes a conflict can even show how loyal you are to yourself. Mm. And when I say yourself, I don't mean the type of shut everybody out and um, what they call that thing now—true love, self-love. <laughs> uh, hey, me myself and I. All that—that's not what I'm saying. It's how committed you are to the purpose and destiny and the image that God has still shown you about yourself. Because sometimes some people don't recover or recover early enough from the heartbreak. And so they allow that fracture in their heart fracture the image that God has given them. Wow. And so they are not pursuing the dream that God it's has so given powerful. them anymore. They are not pursuing the relationship that God has given them anymore. They're not pursuing anything anymore because that dent has really dented a lot. Yeah. So that conflict, that heartbreak must must push you to the place of being committed to yourself, loyal to the image and the picture that God has given you in the first place. And I just thought that was so awesome. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for sharing and that is so powerful and because what happens is that we become self-absorbed nurses of our own wounds. And so we're consuming all of our anointings and resources on ourselves, trying to preserve and protect ourselves. And we can't even share or give. So we're, we're closing ourselves in. And one of the things we must be careful not to do is to end up building fences and more fences with the bricks that God gave us to use to build houses for other people. Are you getting that? So now you've built a fence, then God gives you more bricks. Or you see more bricks, you build another fence. So you're now like the prison in which Peter was jailed. That three levels of gates, you're so guarded and it's amazing how it is that sometimes you're most unguarded when you're too guarded yes. that is very true. it's amazing how it is because you're now so edgy and you can't see the opportunities and all now let me just start with some I won't go into any details of the story but I've said it maybe once or twice that I'm married to my wife because I was heartbroken in a relationship, when I say I'm married to my not that I was to, rebound or I'm mean a
2: rebound. I? No, no,
1: no. <laughs> not not at all. That. Yeah, it's good for us <laughs> to clarify. But I'm saying that if I had married the person that I thought I was going to get married to, we would not, obviously, no polygamy, right? Yeah. So we would not be married. Um, but I'm happy that that happened. Now, why am I saying that? Because there are many of us who get heartbroken, and in our minds. Healing is well. I will go beyond this, but I will never have better than this. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you know. Some of our minds tell us or experience like, eh, "It's okay, God. Can, I know God can save me." But sincerely and genuinely, when I look at the marriage I have and the experience I have now, and I compare it to what I thought I was going to have with that person, what I thought. I'm not really
2: sure how to feel in this situation right now. Am I supposed to be healing myself, feeling sorry for the girl, or just like glorifying God and move on with my life? But okay.
1: And this one, I'm going to say something. Yeah, I should be glorifying Jesus. I'm glorifying Jesus. I'm, I'm happy that that happened. Even though when it happened, I did not feel good. I felt sad. I felt, I think maybe if I've cried harder than I did then in my entire life maybe i've cried maybe three times harder than i cried at that i really cried i'm checking for you because this kind of my past <laughs> experiences
2: uh, let me Shall i tell that story don't worry i was there yeah. when he was crying the cry. he was actually crying the cry to me he cried that cry for 42 minutes and some seconds on the phone to me that's okay
1: We watch the tears
2: and carry the life along. (laughs) Hallelujah.
1: So, and when I cry, I cry hard. So for example, I'm not saying to impress anybody, I I cried three days ago. I I, I sent Kupa something. I don't know if I sent it to you. The video, I sent you a video on Facebook, you replied. So when I, am I showing next week or two weeks from now? I I, uh, watched it, I'll tell you what it is later, not today. And I was so moved in intercession, and I was just weeping. So there are a few things that made me cry, like intercession for lost souls, or people, if people are suffering, it really gets to me. Um, if you've seen me cry, anybody here has seen me cry? I was crying over something you were dealing with. Yeah, so I don't cry flippantly, like, oh my God, see the light, ah. But I really, really wept. But this is the point I'm trying to make. Some of you are where I was, And you're saying, well, maybe I've broken up a relationship. I can never have a better husband. Nobody can be as nice as this guy. Nobody can be as smart or as intelligent. Let me tell you, that's a lie. When God lifts you beyond the point of the heartbreak, he always gives you better. Always, always. So even if you are broken hearted in business. Somebody ran away with your man. Nigerians, you know, can be Africans. Especially Nigerians can be funny. Even yeah. believers will dupe you in business. Yeah. Oh, come on. You've not experienced it. They came to be for the contract. They were wearing big cross. You didn't know that they were the cross you would be carrying. After the transaction. Right? God will always give you better. Check it through the whole Bible. Restoration. And so I have no regrets being married to my, my wife. I don't wish I was with that person I, I know people you know a couple of people who say to me ah, you know my life is really great too but I feel I should have married that's not my story and that will not be your story in Jesus name so I want to know this if you can go to someone for seven verse three that God is able to literally bind up please listen to the message from the first service is very very thorough and elaborate God is really able to bind up the brokenhearted. So I want to give a couple of points that can help in recovery. Um, I think one of the first things I want to mention is it is possible to recover. It is possible. Whenever you're dealing with a difficult patch in your life, whether it's an opposition, temptation, addiction, failure, like if you've written a course, professional exam three or four times, the devil will keep telling you this is a loop. You, this is your final bus, bus stop this is all you know maybe you're beating for a contract and every time they turn you down that thing will start ringing in your head But well, I think the first thing is you, we must realize that it is possible yes. what does this say can we read it Heal heal's, heals the broken I binds bind. bind. bind up their wound so God that is that is really really possible do you want to talk about the
2: binding up of wounds yes I'll I'll have to go into a bit of a story because I'm coming from one place. Okay, maybe maybe I should start from what I wanted to say and tie it into that. You said something in first service about sometimes what is truncating the process of our healing is about waiting for an apology that may never come. And most times, all this issue of I need closure, mm. I need closure, I want the person who hurt me to admit that they hurt me. I know it's one thing when the person even admits. The ones that will not even do as if they did anything to you are totally oblivious to the fact that- no, I'm I'm not. But I'm learning. I did not call your name now. Don't worry. Uh Those that are oblivious or those that even feel that they were even doing you a favor and you are now the one that is behaving like there's something wrong with your head. It can pain. It can really pain. And so you're waiting for an apology, hoping. I know that you come to church and they tell you, um, forgive and forget. I know that, and you're like, you don't understand. You don't know about it. It's very difficult. But I've noticed that sometimes, like Pastor Dami said, the apology will sincerely never come. Either intentionally or unintentionally. Yeah. But what happens is that when you continue to keep yourself in that loop of waiting for them to be the last Band aid before you're totally healed, Mm. you will never heal. So if you are keeping the power of your healing, quote and unquote, in the person that offended you, in the establishment that offended you, if you are looking to them to make yourself whole, you are going to be bound for a very long time. Even if you think they are supposed to know better, they should know better. Guess what? Even if you've seen them apologize to somebody else, Mm. Mm. but they haven't come to apologize to you, you cannot, you cannot even put your destiny is too important to hang it on somebody else. Yeah, and I've learned that even from our dealings in the times, not times, so let me not say it like that. I had to learn not just even with my husband, but with people generally. And even started from me, Pastor Dami protects his peace. There's even a time when we we're cutting, I'm like, How can I not be talking to you and you're okay? You cannot, you cannot be okay, you should not be okay. Sometimes, if I vexed, I vexed, and he has tried to tell me sorry, and I'm not hearing. Goodbye. Continue his life. I'm like, what kind of human being is this? You need to look for me. Look for me. But Pastor Dami is not like that. He does not, and he's a great guy. Anybody who knows Pastor Dami knows that he's a great man. If, if I could be a sport wife, I'll be a sport wife. But Pastor Dami does not deal with rotting things, so that's why he has no not me. But if he's, if he's giving me things giving making me happy doing stuff for me he does it easily when i ask and when i don't ask so that's not even the point but sometimes because he's human as well and because he doesn't know everything as intelligent and as wise as he is he has hurt me once or twice i had to learn even from that experience and other life experiences to take the power away from people when i say power away from you, i don't mean I, I don't send you this far no further no i mean we say it often, it sounds cliche, but you must really get your wholeness from God. Yeah. At the times when I felt hurt, either by Pastor Dami or someone else, I had to shift my focus to a place where I know I can be happy and sane, yeah. where I know I can get solutions, where I know I can get answers, where I know I can get binding, that binding Godly for
1: answers, godly solutions.
2: Exactly, that he could not provide for me at that point, either because he didn't want to, he didn't know how to, or whatever the situation might be. So you need to take the power away from people. From establishment, bosses, yeah, yeah. secretaries, uh, and yeah. landlords, yeah. people that try to frustrate you. De- yes, you need to take it away from them. Like they will say, if you only take offense if you take it. Yes. If, you don't, if you leave it on the table, it's for the table. Yeah, come on. So when you take it and you now keep yourself in that loop, you're going to be upset. Yeah. So now when he upsets me, he already knows. I've forgiven you in advance. I've fast forwarded to the time when I'm laughing and joking with you. And I'm living my life and I'm happy. As we go, because we love ourselves so much, somehow somebody we meet somewhere and we'll talk you through. God is very interested in binding up your wounds. But if you keep, like he said, if you keep scratching the wound, if you keep scratching, you're going to keep bleeding. Absolutely. Like we said in the first service, if God has said, I'm going to heal you, trust him that he's trust going to him. heal you. Yes. And the thing is that you will keep, you keep on seeing flashes of the thing that hurts you. Mm. They will keep flashing. Even if it's not in that person, you will see something you watch on TV will happen. Yeah. Something you read in the papers will flash it. Something you read on social, in me, in social media will flash it.
1: Yeah.
2: Don't now, because of the flash, go remove your plaster. Absolutely. Because you're going to bleed again. So don't take, some, sometimes emotional ones... Don't even need to take that long sometimes. God can really shorten the process. But if you keep on binding and unbinding, you're gonna keep hurting yourself. God is really willing to heal you. I'll tell my story later. God is really
1: really Absolutely. And and this is so powerful. And I hope that somebody is receiving instruction and light. So I'm I'm still gonna use the the metaphor a little bit, but let me speak about something called predecisions. It's something that's helped my life forever. I've I've made pre-decisions about things that have never happened. One of my pre is forgive all men. It's a pre-decision. It's not what you did. Now, it's been harder on certain occasions because I think one of the things that makes it hard is you expect certain people to know better. Yeah. I think that's what really hurts us yeah. the most when You know, we just expect. If this is your pastor, then you should know better. Your husband should know better. It's your boss. You are the boss. You should know better. You are my friend, my guy, my blood, (laughs) almost my bladder, but you are my blood. (laughs) (laughs) Right from a certain part of the country. Are you my bladder? No, I'm not your bladder. (laughs) Right. So you you expect. (laughs) You expect people to know and so what reinforces the hurt or the offense is the weight of expectation now that expectation is spiritual currency and so what keeps offense alive is the investment or misdirection of the currency of faith so you are putting your faith for restoration in the hands of somebody else and because faith causes things to grow the offense grows because you're feeding it with expectation is also what happens when people leave a relationship because of something that happened and they get into another relationship and they are treating their new partner, fiancé uh, financier, fiancé like that old person. So it's a different situation where you're carrying the old energy into that space and because the expectations of the righteous not be what will happen? You reproduce that scenario. So, pre-decision is, I forgive all men. Now, let me be honest with you a couple of people in my world, in my space that were very, very tight and intimate maybe 10, ten 7 years ago. They don't currently occupy and I need to help somebody with forgive and forget. Yeah. They don't currently occupy the same space that they used to occupy. But my doors are open. Right. You know, I, I never get to the point of <laughs> my, maybe you talk about that, my wife is like, eh, daughter I should have closed, sins? Close it! Yeah. Close! Because I, I, not only do I give people a very long rope, the door is open. It's open, and not many people can do that. It's just that it's not all the doors that open. So you learn by experience. Never leave. Never lead an outer court person into your most holy place. Jesus came to die for the whole world, but he didn't take even the twelve disciples to the Mount of Transfiguration. Took only three. So there are aspects of your life where access must be restricted. It is not pride, it's being responsible. So, the forgiven and forgetting does not mean your hard drive has been formatted. So, you don't remember what happened. When we say forgive and forget, what we mean is when you remember the incident, you are not impacted by the associated emotional situation or disappointment that was once associated to it. In other words, when you remember it now, it is not with regret or pain or tears <laughs> and when we talk about God binding up the broken-hearted now there's some of you who how many of you had a very active childhood very very active childhood so active that bruises and cuts and scars and all of that <laughs> yeah okay only three honest people <laughs> you account now some people were kind of as children <laughs> Kama. As adults. And and you get hurt. Maybe you're playing football, climbing a tree. I climbed trees. I fell. I remember one day falling on my back on one of the the roots of the trees. You know those big roots? I wailed a falsetto until. Anyway. So, (laughs) another time I brushed my leg and saw whites. It was, yeah, I thought it was my bone. It wasn't the bone. It was just the, you know, is that the dentist? Yeah. But, But I did all those kind of things. And one of the things that we would do because we live in a very large compound uh i think john has been to my house or has been to my house my parents house but apart from my wife a couple of people have been to my my parents house and then there's a whole space and so we used to play a lot and whenever we got hurt because we knew that you're going to be treated one of the treatments is they'll put style in hot water spirits methylated spirits something that's going to pepper it I want to follow this it's going to pepper it's going to hurt some more right and then it's going to seal it up the natural healing process mirrors the spiritual healing process what many of us used to do when we got hurt back then was that we'll hide it so they say what's wrong with you i'm fine we we'll are doing it as adults now you're hurt but because you learned Christian needs or churches or pastorese. That's why many times I'm intentionally, I'm intentional not about projecting my social interaction as a pastor. Because I discover people lie to pastors a lot. So my character is pastor, my anointing is pastor, but I'm human. So there are places I go to and people will be like, Ah, I didn't know you are a pastor, but as you were looking or as you were praying or something you said, Are you a pastor? Right? Um, because people are more honest when you're talking to human beings. Yeah. And, and I think that many of us need to reclaim the fact that Jesus was a human being yeah. that could be touched, yes, that, could be, um, that could get angry, and all of, and it didn't make him less divine. So acknowledging the hurt doesn't make you unspiritual. Yeah. It makes you truthful. I'm hurt. So my wife and I, we've matured to a point where I can send a message saying, oh, you know what, I didn't like what you said. Or we can have a talk about it. And nobody is hiding it. Nobody is trying to form, even when there's a bit of tension, of which you're not really mature until you know how to handle tension. Tension does not mean fight or flight. Sometimes tension is pray. Tension is show extra care. Tension sometimes is be still because there's nothing you say or do that can make it better. Just stay. Uh, Are you getting there now? Tension. Some of you don't know how to handle tension. Once there's tension, hey, they don't like me. No. They like you plenty. So the weight of that tension needs to shape something in you. Right? Now, so what will happen is many of us will hide it when we're kids and after a while (laughs) Damn what's happening? I'm resting for a school play. (laughs) You're not admitting it, but guess what? Your hurt will show in your walk. Yeah. It will show. Yeah. By your walk, I mean your interaction in yeah. the earth yeah. with the earth. Yeah. It will it will show because it's hurt. Yeah. Right? So what would happen is when that happens, what happened to you? Nothing. Nothing. What happened to you? Nothing. My dad is a vet doctor. Uh, so he gives injections to animals. But when it gives you injection, there's no wriggling that can come because someone that can hold a cow, he will hold you and inject you. <laughs> Are you understanding this? So you <laughs>
0: say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Dogs. I saw my dad treat like the most ridiculous. I'm like, sometimes they will just bring all those animals to the house. Please let it die. I'm telling. You, Animal broke one leg. My dad would stitch it, and it was, the leg will start working. It's amazing. So you are there. <laughs> not, not that violent, but <laughs> but, but the inj, injection. Now watch this. Because some issues are not just topical. Some hurts can be addressed by topical application, yeah. creams, lotions, potions. Some things are cast, or they've still festering because it's an internal disorientation. So they've got to inject something. Yeah. Now many of us are looking for topical apologies when we did internal surgery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's some hurt that will never be healed, even with the apology. The apology will massage your ego yeah. but not heal your pain. Yeah. 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 So he says... That God binds up, He heals the wounds, and then He binds up the broken hearted. I'm going to let my wife speak uh, shortly now. But this is another thing I want to say. Many times, the first interaction of the medicine with that wound is even more painful than the wound itself. Yeah. 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 It stings. Yeah. Methylated spirit. Have you ever had Whitlow before? <laughs> Whitlow pain high. So you didn't get that. Yeah. When the weight is low, the pain is high. It's, it's painful good morning good morning happy new year it's painful so even sometimes when god is dealing with that issue the pain becomes more intense yeah. it does not mean it's getting worse yes, it yes. means you're getting better yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. as you said that i just remember um the way TDJ put that scripture and i'd never seen it like that before because sometimes you feel god is working on us and it's worse but when Jesus put the mud and spit on the man's eyes, the guy wanted to see you. He was blind. He wanted to see. You now cover the blindness on top. Then now say, okay, now can you see? Say, yeah, well, I can see men as trees. Ma just lets me be blind. Which one is seeing men as trees? <laughs> right? So sometimes you feel it's getting worse. But obviously we know the man eventually saw. But just stay through the process. Yeah, so um, you're talking about covering wounds. But there are also times when... Excuse me. When something has happened to you, you've been hurt. But it's only you and the person that hurt you that knows. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, it can even be something very shameful that you don't want anybody to know. Or something very painful. And you just live your life. Mm -hmm. But like what Zami said, you always show up, Sha. But you, you just keep living your life like that. And at some point, like I hinted in the first service, it just becomes part of you. Somehow, your mind has even forced it to be forgotten. Oh, wow. it's, it's somewhere so backward in your mind. And that's why when you watch movies, something has happened to somebody, and then they put the person under hypnosis, and then the person starts remembering things from when they were five, when they were six, when they were eight, things that they never even knew. But the person is exhibiting character now that mm-hmm. for a long time nobody could trace to something. And then now you can see. So what does someone do when... <sighs> Some people have not confronted their pain. Yeah, yeah. Some people, like I hinted, I will mention the meeting about two weeks ago, it's when you're about to get married that you know you have a thing against men.
1: Against men. Men.
2: It's when your husband's about to sleep with you that you know that something sexual is not right with you. Hmm. It's when you're about to go into business with a pastor that you remember...
1: Triggers. Triggers. Triggers.
2: So, how does a person deal with things that are so buried deep in the crevice of their lives mm. that they don't know? Yeah. Like, for example, I always say when I started courting Pastor Dami, Pastor Dami was loving me, but I was fighting him. Mm. I, was, I would always bring up a fight. I was pushing barriers. Not sp-
1: physical, just to no, be sure. Sh-
2: f- who bombed me? <laughs> From where? Where's the liver?
0: <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. So, I didn't even know why I was behaving like that as in nobody's fighting you i'm fighting you we would just be like okay how how far how much can you take how long will you stay when will you go when will you mess up but i couldn't explain why i was doing that until we sat and I had a conversation and i had to trace it back and i found where it was coming from and oftentimes if we focus we will actually find where it's coming from so how do you deal with pain that is actually so buried okay. that sometimes you doesn't even feel this who I am or it's not a big deal because you have a good career mm. you come to church God is speaking to you yeah. you have good friends you have a nice car life is seemingly going all right yeah. but there's something that is broken and like you said it will show up
1: at some point at some point it's a very very important question I believe many people are there if you go to Psalms sorry Isaiah 61 we read it in the first verse. I want, I want to extrapolate a couple of things from there Um. I think that many of us have characterized God. And by God, we see him in two lights. God the creator and God the savior. Those are the two lights in which you've seen God. And that limited theology of God blocks off many of the expressions of God. Let me explain what I mean. So many people on earth, they acknowledge God as creator. Almost every religion where People acknowledge God, God, creator, uh, whatever, Kavi is saying, all of that. Now, many people don't acknowledge him as Savior because they don't know what they need saving from. Other people don't acknowledge him as Savior because they think their good works will save them. But believers know him as Creator and Savior and as Savior after regeneration. What it means is when there's an emergency, God save me. When there's a this, God save me. But one paradigm is God is my father. And if God is my father, my DNA is God's DNA. And I touched on it when we spoke about picture perfect. What it means, and that whole sodom thing. What it means is watch this that the hurts I'm going through and the way I feel about it, as real as it is, it's subservient to my true identity. As real as it is. So for example, if it's something that stemmed from family, and in Africa, we've had troubled families. And my wife did an experiment where we spoke last week, and out of like 50 people, maybe like two or three people had families that were still together where the love was still burning hot. You know, that's that's two over fifty. That's like four percent. Now, if something as deep as family Because, you know, in this room, there are possibly people who were molested by family members, by fathers. So that's really, 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 really deep. But the starting point is this. My real family is the family of God. I am a child of God. As simple as that is, I propose to you that's about 70 to 80% of the victory. What makes it tough to believe is that we oftentimes take our picture from God from our families. So when I say God is your father, <laughs> yeah, hey, when your father molested you, it taints that picture. But there needs to be a reorientation, a consistent saturation of the fact that I'm really a child of God. I'll tell you why that, that is important. Jeremiah 18, I'll read this shortly, but Jeremiah 18, go down to the potter's house and go and look at the clay. I was going to say something earlier, The when I was in my old relationship, and in my mind, this girl was it. This girl had this and that and this. The, 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 when I said this, not money or whatever. One or two of you might even know the person. Uh, There's not money and all of that, but like the, what I call the specs. And I was pouring my heart. I'm an all-in guy. I'm kings. I give kings my all. I'm doing music. I give it my all. I, give it, I might not be the best overall, but I give the best of my all, right? So I, I gave Dharashim my best. But do you know that in God's grand agenda, this was his plan for my life. Are you following this? There's a reason I'm saying this. This was his plan for my life. So why did God allow me go through that first relationship? Why would God allow me? Why didn't I feel, because I didn't feel like many people, many people didn't feel any restraints in the relationship that broke. Some of you, you knew you were stubborn. There was restraint, but you overrode the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, Sometimes God will allow you. Watch this, not every time, but sometimes you'll allow you going to a relationship where He knows you're not going to get married to the person. Why? Jeremiah 18. Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Go on. Quickly, please. I'll cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there it was. What was it doing? Making Making something something at the will. Continue quickly. And the vessel that he made of clay was what? In the hand of the potter, so he made it again into, another into what another, another vessel. vessel, as it seemed good to the to make. potter to me. Continue, not as it seemed good to the clay. Yeah. As it seemed good to the potter. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, "O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter?" Says the Lord, "Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel." The advantage of the paternity of God is that no matter what happened to me, I'm still in his hands. I'm marred, but I'm in his hands. Broken hearted, in his hands. Some failures in his hands. Quirky, in his hands. People don't know why I'm so rude, so proud. So, so this, something has fractured in me, but I'm in his hands. Now, it says, just the way the potter is in his hands. When was the first thing that happened? There was a first relationship. And the clay was marred. The person I needed to become to be the woman that she needed for assignment could not be to be to be the man that she needed for assignment, this for assignment could not be without me going through the hurt of that old relationship because whilst I looked to the to Jeremiah as if it was a mistake, it was not a mistake. If you've done pottery before, there's a way you need to knead the clay and pull it and stretch. Who's the
3: plasticine?
1: Yeah. Pla- there's a way you need to knead it. Yeah. Press it. Sometimes they'll, they'll hit it like this. Stretch it and move it. So sometimes that hurts. Listen. Sometimes. I'm being careful. That thing that you are cringy about, afraid about, that thing is the whole trigger for the fulfillment of your life.
2: That's right. Yeah.
1: It may, sound, it may sound silly. It may sound unbelievable. Of course, now I know some things are avoidable. I know. But there are some things that God allowed. Why? Because that is stage one of your poetry. So what's the first thing? The first thing is deep acknowledgement of this fact. And this can take you six months. Make it a project. Confessing the word of God. Looking unto Jesus. I'll show you that Jesus himself was heartbroken at some point. Technically, medically, he died of heartbreak. Technically. Because his heart collected water. Oh, Some of you, you've not studied that? Go and study it. Yeah? Because when the, when the, what's the word now? Spare. The spear. Of course he gave up his ghost. I'm not saying he just died. To. He gave up his spirit because he said it. Right? Into your hands I commit my spirit. So he gave it up. But the physical constitution of his body, the physical heart, boom. Right? Was affected. Now, so that's the first. Number two is this. If it's something that you can get help with, with a trusted and mature third party, it is worth considering. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you something about some of the deepest heartbreaks, especially in long-term relationships, marriage, long-term business, family. Many times the people that broke your heart are the people that have been empowered to fix it when the clay was mad in his hands that's why in the case of and we pray this never happens to anybody and it might have happened to one or two people but so i'll put it in context but i pray it never happens to anybody but in the case of infidelity that is not a pattern that is a sleep or a mistake one of the worst things that can happen is for one person to just up and go one of the worst things i'm not saying the person's not entitled to the Person's entitled to it, but we're listening something the other day, and the person captured it this way that as a true disciple of Jesus Christ, one of the things you do is to lose the right to your right. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, of course, if it's a pattern, if it's a case of emotional abuse, that this person is doing it over and over, and you've had talks, of course, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. But I'm saying if it's a sleep up, it's an error, an oversight, mishap, and you up and go it speaks as much about you as the person. Of course, I'm not saying don't separate. You can separate for some time for healing. You know why you're separating sanity, healing. But I'm saying, you just go, carry your children, you relocate to the abroad. Do you know why? Because some of us children, younger ones, are suffering because a parent did that. that. And you know what you went through for six, seven years of your life. Mm -hmm. Their error and their mistake became your liability. Mm -hmm. And you kept tripping up. Kept, you just didn't know why. So, the second thing is if you can get that kind of help. Number three is that person, if you have access to that person, I think that a lot of us underestimate the place of conversations. So, one of the things that we do is somebody's offended, okay, you're not talking one hour, two hours. Before the end of the day, because we, we created a policy where if it doesn't pass, so at least we will know what's, what's up. You know, sometimes she'll put me on the edge and say, go and figure it out. <laughs> Which sometimes is necessary because I taught some weeks ago about asking and seeking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you ask your wife and she tells you, sometimes you got to seek. You know, so sometimes you're like, you know, I'm not happy with you. Man, I'm thinking, okay, what have I done this time? <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And in as much as I don't like it, I'm not saying you should keep doing it. But, but sometimes it's necessary because it allows me to pay targeted attention.
2: Yes, very important. Married men, people in counseling class, yeah. listening. Targeted yeah. attention, when which you is an investment. And she said, Nothing. Yeah, don't you say nothing and be
1: going. Ah, okay, nothing. Uh,
2: uh, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: uh-huh. Because, see, that investment, that emotional investment, is necessary for my continued um, What's the word? For me to continually value. Because whatever you don't invest in consistently, you eventually stop valuing. Yeah. That's why many times when you're connected to a house, a business, a ministry, and you're no longer serving actively, you are one step closer to living. The ties are less now. Yeah. I'm not talking about the ties because they're dressing casual, that are less. I'm talking about your... So have a conversation with a person that hurt you, that offended you. And like I mentioned, a couple of people that I'm not intimate with at this time. But they know. They know why. Like my good friend he knows I, I've told him I said this is why I'm not happy this is what I expect you to do I'm not holding anything against you holding it is hmm. no yes yeah, so um I think there's are three major things number one the paternity of God is so important please immersing yourself in worship do you know that one of the words for worship is therapy which is therapy
2: yeah
1: are you aware that worship is divine therapy yes, sir. I heal Often in the place of worship, personally. Who, who heals in worship? All of a sudden, as you see your father's face, what that man said to you, what they said about you. Let me tell you, some of the b- deepest songs I've received, I received in times where I felt abused, assaulted, harassed, misunderstood, misinterpreted. It is not a mistake. The South Africans sing so well. And I have some of the most powerful songs. African Americans because slavery and suffering mm. pushes your soul mm. to interface with the supernatural. Mm. And there you begin to pick things. So sometimes God even allows you. The Bible says you must enter the kingdom of God by suffering many things. And part of it is, Habrik, we need to take questions. Can we, but before we take questions, can we talk about how to prevent it? Or do you want to say any other thing before um, how to prevent? Cause Cause our time important. is up
2: for the second time. But I'll just say a couple of things, just to add maybe two points to what Pastor Dami said. Sometimes when a heartbreak has happened, relationship, business, whatever, sometimes not all the time, like the woman I did yesterday, go and <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yesterday, I was just too, I don't want to say weak or what, I, was just, I just went, I just told him, these things you are saying now, I'm hearing you, but I'm not hearing you. It wasn't something asleep. I did. No, it wasn't something I did. It was
1: something someone...
2: I don't know, so sometimes... <laughs>
1: I, I think, I, I don't know if I'm right, I think that 95% of the time you will get what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh-huh, because I will say what I am not saying. I, I don't think I'm the kind of preacher where you go home and be like,
2: what was he trying to say?
1: Uh-huh, I, I, try, I like to try to be clear. So you might want to eat. I use Clarins. When
2: I want to eat, have a good meal, go out. Um, watch a nice movie, your favorite movie, something. Because sometimes, really, the problem is not as big as it is. But a good job that the enemy does at that point is to magnify it and blow it up in your mind. So sometimes you just need to step back. What they say? Objects look bigger
1: when they are are closer.
2: So sometimes you need to just step back away from the situation, into a different space. Sometimes, have you noticed that? Sometimes you're angry, you're angry, you're angry, you're angry. Watch a nice movie, you come out, you're laughing, you're more relaxed. Then you can now think about it. For married men, let's not talk about that. You're angry, 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 you come to the bed, you do something later. You give me what I want. All that kind of thing. Impartations yeah. of so, grace. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you just need to step back. And Pastor Dami, really and truly, when I slept and I woke up, I woke up about... Four thirty-five. Three, yes, three between three and four, and I just prayed. I said, God, I'm tired of this matter. Help me. Just, I said something, Sha. I knew something I never thought about that could solve the initial, the current problem. I thought about it. I'm like, why didn't I think about this a long time ago? And that's why what Pastor Dami said is very important. The DNA of God. God is the ultimate solution. Oh, no. forget what Google will show you. Forget and you know sometimes we Google everything. How can I? see if you go to Google right now? How can I get over a heartbreak? You will find something. People Google everything, but you're not asking God questions. God is too slow. He doesn't give us two seconds answer. But sometimes because you've not trained your search engine in God to hear in two seconds come on. Sometimes you've not trained your hearing to God because you come to God two weeks at a time. I'm sure most of us have seen this um um, video going around on Instagram. God is waiting at the dinner table or the breakfast table and he's saying and the, the waiter comes and says Jesus you're here again and Jesus is like oh yes I'm waiting for my friend. He's coming. 8 o'clock is not coming. 12 noon, the waiter comes back. You're still here? Yes, she's coming. I'm still waiting for my friend. She's coming. Till midnight, the person comes and says, Oh, hi, Jesus. I've had such a long day. My boss was so annoying. Oh, by the way, thank you for what you did. I'll see you tomorrow. And the person is off. And then when crisis comes, you want to stampede God. It doesn't work like that. You want to stampede him for a miracle, stampede him for an answer. And you will join the queue and wait sometimes. It's only by His mercy that sometimes He will just pick you up. Otherwise, you will join that BRTQ. And now that there's no Akada and Keke, that Q is wrong. So you will join it. You can't treat God like that. You can't treat God like that. I know it is this, uh, if you want to cut line, the way people will look at you with that guy. I've been standing here. I think I'm a fool. So you need to train your hearing in God. So because sometimes really in two seconds God can answer. Yeah. But because you haven't trained yourself, you think God is so long. And so you keep on looking to Google, looking to this, looking to that. And you are even still delaying the process because then God's save. They don't really have the answer. Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Now I've say my initial point. But point sometimes yeah, just sleep. Deal, yeah. yeah. Get yourself um, away from the situation as much as possible. Talk to someone like Pastor Dami said. And then sometimes, like, you know, you don't deal with people based on potential. You deal with them based patterns, on
1: patterns. Patterns. It's
2: not like, ah, I sense that this guy's a very nice guy, Oh, I sense that this business, I've seen their, sponsors, their sponsored post on Instagram. It's like they are doing very well. I've seen their business post. It has like 2,000 likes. Let me try them to know. You need to test people. Yeah. Test structures. Test establishments. Absolutely hear from one, two, three, four witnesses. Do your own research. Ask the Holy Spirit. I know that sometimes even in those cases, some things might still go wrong, but reduce drastically the possibility of that happening. Don't say because your pastor self introduced you to somebody, you will not do your research on the person. Ah, my pastor, the man of God has spoken. Emoji is a word. If Peter Ams is not feeling a restraint in his spirits, that means there should be no restraint anywhere. Ah. Uh, not Peter. by the grace of God, Peter is not kind of pastor. But there's some pastors that have been tired that they're giving a word, and later they're like, what have I done?" And then you just carry your life based on that. Yeah. So, um, sometimes sleep, take a retreat, step aside from the situation, um, talk to people, and then don't test, don't trust potentials, trust patterns.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. We're going to take questions, but I just want to mention something else that could help practically you made a very powerful point and triggered a thought in my mind about Google and all of that and this is a thought, I hope somebody gets it even the greatest chemist doesn't always have the solution you can't get it except you're scientific (laughs) write that down, that's good, send it to me It's it's good some people don't get it ask a science student not allowing this type. <laughs> All right. But this is the thing I want to say. And I had a bit of this uh, a chat in this direction with my wife yesterday. We're just talking about other stuff. But I think to help somebody here. If you know that you're naturally more mellow or in your human nature, you're more pessimistic, mm-hmm. you have to train yourself in the art of magnifying the good. Because for some people magnifying the wrong comes more naturally. Yeah, yeah. It comes naturally. Either environmentally, your mother something goes. Ha! Otijo no. Just one piece of yam got bonds. Otijo mini kitchen. They have bonds in the house. That's what it means. Like you grew up in an environment where just one dodo, one plantain has over fried. They say you have burnt the whole house. So, cuckoo, cuckoo, burnt the estates. And you didn't realize. Meanwhile, meanwhile, when you did well at school, like, you know, Carmen has gotten star of the week many times. It's a celebration in the house. My wife would take her to a mall and go and buy something. Just a, do you know that small sticker they give them? Okay, you might not know because you don't have children. Sorry. Many of you don't have young children yet. It's a celebration. We, as a the way we celebrate Ronald and Kamene. You trust me you now. I'm saying, are you understand? Yes. Though, as we celebrate, my buys them things. I would dance around with them, be like you. Go. So Kamene says, I'm strong. I was telling Kenneth because I'm strong put, like that. I'm strong like Daddy. I'm,
2: be, I'm Kenneth, handsome. I'm
1: handsome. Daddy too is handsome. Kenneth, what did they say last week? I will be a king like my dad. My dad is a king. I'll be at three there is deliberate stacking of positivity yeah. so that when life happens, there is a buffer. Yeah. Yeah. Are you understanding yeah. that? Yeah. There is a buffer. He's not running low. Yeah. You see? So many times, if, you, if you're close to me, if you're with me, in 30 minutes, I compliment you like twice. Is that true? Yeah. Whether that is your smile or the way you did something yesterday, I want to build a community of christ-confident people because in some ministries people talk down on people so they can manipulate them when you talk down on people you can easily manipulate them because they will be keep trying to keep up with you even though you're not a kardashian so train yourself something happens oh my god amazing now initially you're going to feel like you're an imposter but the truth of the matter is that you ended up being addicted to negative emotions as an impostor. True. Yeah. So magnify the good. The Bible says that the communication of your faith might become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing in you in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Hope somebody got something. Let's take three, maximum four questions. There's one up there. Let's give number. August, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Tinu, and Remy, I think you should give them this one. Thank you.
0: <laughs>
3: Praise God.
2: Um, I have two questions. My first question is from First Service first service, you said that sometimes it's not the heartbreak, but the consciousness of the heartbreak. So how do you move past that? Like, and what is the difference? Like, because you are feeling this thing, so is it that you are trying to be conscious of it when you are actually feeling it? So how do you come out of not being conscious of the heartbreak that you are feeling? Right. That's the first one. And the second one is: sorry, Can I just ask? Is this a relationship-based heartbreak or yes. business-based okay. heartbreak? Relationship. So, okay. The second one is how do you become productive after a heartbreak? Like, how do you come out of that cycle of like inertia? You don't want to do anything. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You, are, you are not interested yeah. in life. Yeah. Basically. Alright. Yes, speak? please. Let me help you a little bit. So I remember the first time. I think I might have been heartbroken one and a half or two times. I'm not sure. That's second like person zone. I don't know about the first person zone. I don't know about the quality of his hair, uh-huh. but the second one was I was reading for it was either mock exams or SSE and this stupid boy sent me a text message. I say, your. <laughs> I said, when you were looking for me, was it text message that you sent me? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Send me. I mean, my, I just as I as I just saw that message that day, I don't close my books like this. I said, whatever we get in this exam tomorrow, so be it. <laughs> I went to school on a hot day with sweater and I was all looking morose like this. <laughs> Plus people that are forming information or people that are not for information, I don't want to start at the back. Whatever you write in this exam, so be it. Goodbye, if I fail, if I perish, I perish. <laughs> and I was just like that. And after the exam came, whatever the result, mm, 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 mm. actually, Shamae, maybe the exam was something like Yoruba or CRS or something. So that's why I had that kind so of was mind.
1: So yes, But
2: for the fact that I closed book because of man, now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, what? And so after the exam, the next few days in school I'll just be looking like a ghost. It's now I have sense. That I might, you know, I didn't have the sense. It can't happen again now. But I think this is it's okay to admit it. It's okay to ad- have you asked your second question? You have, okay. It's okay to admit that you're hurt. And it's even worse because in your, in my mind I felt like a sharp babe. How did this guy use me like this? So it's even more painful because I felt I knew what I was doing, and then it now turns out that apparently. You didn't I, pass. I pass. Yeah, um, so I admitted it. I admitted it. So that's one thing. Another thing that can help is community, Absolutely. people around Absolutely. you. It's very important. You cannot be hanging around people that hey, yeah, me say, it happened to me. And um, well, time heals all wounds. Um. I'm just going through my own to know. You need to be around people that have life in them you need to be around people that are going somewhere making something happen um i was telling Pastor pasadami just yesterday that i think my love languages have changed not in terms of the actual love languages but in terms of priority it used to be quality time and affirmation but now it's affirmation and quality time because i don't even have the time to experience the quality time that i'm really looking for anymore now that I've even resigned from nine to five, I find that I'm working almost two for seven because my life is moving. I'm not paying, I'm looking for what to do. There was a time that I was looking for what to do so that people on Instagram having have 50,000 followers told you what are you doing there, are women like you. There was a time like that. There was a time I had children and I felt my life was on hold and people were moving ahead. In that time, I was trying to do something. But now with my children in school, husband working, I'm still looking for time. So I feel you need to... Prayerfully, God, there's something you're not doing. That's why you have time to be seen somebody that's hurt you. After the seizing you don't think so. I, well, let me not say I promise you, but I believe so. I'll,
1: I'll speak to about, that. About okay, you that understand. Yeah, All right. yeah.
2: uh, but I feel, admit it, engage in what God really wants you to be doing. And then, of course, there's the physical part of cutting ties of things that remind you about the person. You may or may not be doing that, I don't know but all this glancing at pages, glancing at stories, no need, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. You broke up for a reason, so break up. Yeah, let me end it there for now.
1: In other words, what my wife was saying about this last thing about looking online and all of that is that even if the person behaves like a little bow wow, don't become a snoop. (laughs) Some of y'all won't get that. You you have to be vibing at a certain frequency. (laughs) now it's interesting it's interesting what my wife said and thank you so much for um, being so practical and, and open I understand I understand I've been heartbroken emotionally I've been heartbroken academically I've been heartbroken ministry I've been heartbroken I'm an all around heartbreaking. so I understand I understand what it means to Weep and a wail over a failure and a carryover, knowing that I'm not done. As I went to school on scholarship. You don't understand. understand. I understand that. I understand what it means to um, mean well and to be thoroughly misinterpreted. People that don't even know you are writing essays. about I told me something that somebody told about me one time, like two years ago. I understand. Those things get to you, especially when you know where you are and you know, you know, so I understand. So this is my consolation to you. Everything we've said today, if you practice it, you will move. That's one. Number two is this. I also understand pe- people like or go. And I understand a bit more now um, how women process things. Without going too deep and to elaborate, in the most Intimate the most intimate encounter between a man and a woman. Many of you know what that is. If you don't know, receive revelation. The, the man does what he does, he's a depositor, he's not an incubator. He deposits and he goes. What he deposits can live in the woman, grow in the woman, become big in the woman, become bigger than the woman, and can kill the woman. That's biological, but it's also true emotionally. Yeah. That a seed of offense in a woman can be nurtured into murder causes acrimony. The acrimony
2: is a testimony. It, it, keeps, it keeps
1: coming up. If you haven't seen the movie Tyler Perry, it's a conundrum. Should she have left? Should what happened? Should,
2: should it's a conundrum.
1: So I, I sort of like understand a bit more because one was the you know. Getting serious with cutting and all, the things I would do, what have I done? But my wife is on the matter. Legitimately so. Boiling. You know, um, <laughs> but I had to learn. Now, now that I've learned, does not mean I settle to where she is. What it means is she's risen from where she was. I've learned to step down from where I was. And so it's easier to meet at a centralish point even though none of us works in central bank so that's growth and maturity but i know where you are well a sort of it's a legitimate pain it's legitimate but what we are saying is that your pain is inferior to your power that that's what.
2: And it doesn't look like it now, boys. It church. may not
1: look like it. And I'll, I'll, the second part I want to talk about is this. When people speak from a level of knowledge and understanding, when people speak from a level of, I've gone past this, or maybe I didn't go through this, but I'm beyond this, it doesn't make sense. So my wife mentioned something that I wanted to, to bear a witness. You know, he spoke earlier about there was a time we were looking for things to do. We didn't have some conversations about it. And I told you, if you remember, I said you're in a stage of life where it looks like do you remember that because yeah. it's quite a big deal oh children take care of me relocation where all some of you don't even know <laughs> what we've traveled through because we handle things well but if you've relocated them before without any kind of help or support in the middle of misinterpretation and misrepresentation and all of that and people are putting you at arm's length and killing people you know it's a whole lot and then you have popping babies in the middle of all of that <laughs> it's a lot of work so all of that and then you know I ought to be doing this and God is giving you a vision of what you should be doing and I said to her you are in a stage of life where you must be in this gap and if there's anything I've learned and any, is there anybody who understands the power of tension who's been through tension you are almost there and you have to stay there that's where your muscles are developed that's, uh, that's the place That's where growth is. That's where the muscles snap and you become stronger. And I've mastered that. I've gone through, many of you don't even know what I've gone through. I mean, I've not gone through the worst of things, but have you ever taken starch as food before? Not because my parents were wicked people, but because I made a covenant myself a no begging policy. So there was one time I had no money. I made starch. Not starch and banga, starch for cloth.
2: But without palm oil and processing,
1: Yes, I've done that before. I've lived in a place before where the toilet opened to the major route. <laughs> I have to be humble to take my bath. So you see me blowing grandma looking posh. You all don't know. <laughs> but, you, but you develop. But, but that's the bad part. But I can say now that I do jobs for companies that is some people's annual salary. So when Paul said I know how to abase and abound. That's why I don't go into depression when I don't have money. And I don't go to exuberance when I do. Right. Tension. Right. Maturity. Are you seeing this now? Yes, you, 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 a lot of that is not imparted. It's developed. Yes. So the pain there is a, is a gap for grace. And it's the in, you know that intensity is the pain. But that intensity can be converted into musculature, muscular development in the spirit. So know that, all that in context. My wife spoke about community, very important. Every time I had a heartbreak in my life, I either spoke to my wife personally, um, and we, we talk through it. And one of the things I would do my wife, I would talk it out. But I, I don't talk down on the people, because that's a waste of emotion. That's right. I talk about the situation, Talk about how hurt I am, and I talk about more often than not what I'll do differently. How I would never do this to anybody. How, you know, we must never do this. How we must remember this. How, are you getting what I'm saying? If I'm not talking to my wife, I have my group of three to five friends. Two of them have dropped out. (laughs) I'm about three friends. uh, Three ish. Four. Three and a half. (laughs) Then I have. Past the mentor, um, and then other inspirers. Okay, now I don't talk to them very often. i have heard me say this. I speak to them maybe once a month, but one hour, two and one hour, one and a half hours, two hours, and we talk through stuff. Now, for me, the way I learn, I don't learn through instruction. I learn through observation, conversation, and revelation. So you need to know how you ease out or how you learn. So I create safe spaces or safe spaces for conversation. So when I speak to those guys, I expose pain points to them, and they just many times they don't even advise me. We we'll just talk, and they'll give me another perspective. Like Apostle the other day, just give me another perspective. And some, you know, me, I like to argue. I'll argue, but they know they know I'm hearing them, and they know I'm listening. So you need that kind of community. Please never let a boyfriend or girlfriend extricate you from the community that brought you up. Valentine, some of you didn't pick your friend's number because you were with the girlfriend that will now break up with you and go. you now go back to that friend whose number you didn't pick to go and cry. Valentine is coming. Where is your boyfriend? So a community is important. Vulnerable. You don't need more than two or three was serious but they get you so when you're crying they won't be crying with you they won't be there with you they won't be all of that and they get you they won't laugh at you They will not mock you yeah now the last thing I'm going to say about that is this and this was what my wife was trying to let you see when your life is full of vision there'll be less space for pain I'm telling you, when your life is full, there's something I used to tell my wife back then when we're still learning one another in terms of conflict management. I would say to her, i say, one of the reasons I move on from conflict is this, from disagreement is this. If I have 85 years, if I have 60 years to spend with you, and we have conflict one out of every five days, and we're arguing, 12 years of my 60 years of marriage will be for conflict resolution. No time. So it sounds very mathematical and logical, but sometimes you see it like that. Now, of course, you don't always go mathematical on like your friend, like I did this morning the first service. Do you know you yeah, are now zero point seven five? <laughs> no, but um, when your when your heart is embracing vision, what happens is forward motion distances you from backward people. second question please I, I totally forgot okay so how do you stay productive okay couple of things one of the things that really help the word the house of God the gathering of believers be extra on God when men make you feel like a liability go extra on God got to make up the difference emotionally go extra on God go extra on God when Paul turned around he went extra. See, the passion with which Paul was preaching the gospel was not, I saw Jesus physically and walked with him. No. There is a deep encounter by revelation. And he sold, He said to Timothy, give yourself wholly to those things. So give yourself wholly to those things. Prayer meeting, go and see the site. I'm going there by 5.30. Go there 4.30, go and pray. You'll be shocked. You understand? Another thing you can do is intern or volunteer with projects that get your natural juices flowing. Contribute. Because when we contribute, our value rises to the surface. What often happens in the case of a relationship is that you feel devalued. Whether it's true or not, you feel, when someone does something that breaks your heart, you feel devalued or less of a person. So to remind yourself of that value, apart from scripture and meditation, kinesthetic engagement. Where people are going to celebrate you, not just that, oh, you're such a great great girlfriend. No, but "Ah, I love the way you organize Those, yeah, as a person, because you need to reclaim yourself because you feel you've lost a part of yourself to a relationship. So volunteer. Is this helping somebody? Volunteer. um, Partner with people. Go to expos. Just, you know, be human. Reclaim it. Affirmations can also help. Pictures, affirmation, I'm righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I'm whole. Affirmations can help. Who is with us there?
3: Matthew, yeah. Okay, um, so you you spoke about forgiveness, and then there are times whereby you forgive some people and then it looks like they take you for granted. Absolutely. And I've had situations where people talk about, is it not this one? Uh, anyhow, you take one, you will still forgive you and all that. So people take advantage of things like that, and it's something that really. Breaks an individual. That is first, and then secondly, um, you met her, and then she's got all the qualities you want, and you guys stayed in a relationship over some time, and then you realize that she is um, this person who needs so much attention and all that. And <laughs> so, so you. You felt it was becoming too much, and you had it in your mind that she was going to, okay, end the relationship because you weren't giving her too much of that attention that she needed, and then you attention, attention. had to be the first person to say, "I'm sorry, I, I'm no longer interested in, in the relationship." <laughs> Is that the right thing to do or not?" Because you felt already that she was going to, you know, meet you and say that <laughs> to you, and then you <laughs> the feel
1: motivated. A fear motivated b- breakup. Let me break break-up with her before she brings me. Shoot,
4: shoot before they shoot you.
2: <laughs> Is it working? Okay, yeah. Is it working? Okay, um, my two cents before Pastor Dami um, wraps up on that. I think the first one, I think we must have discussed it here quite a few times. So the fact that you're a Christian doesn't mean you're a doormat. The fact that you're you're a christian doesn't mean you're not using your senses anymore and i don't even just mean you generally um so you forgive but you still need to create boundaries you can forgive but you still need to be firm because if you run a business like that for example you're going to run it to the ground right? So you need to still keep boundaries in place. You still need to keep standards. People need standards to function well in your life. If you don't set standards for people, they'll be kicking ball anywhere anyhow. And you never know whether they're scoring a goal, whether it's pen out, whether it's free kick, is it corner? Should I give this person to this person? And if forever ever be a referee, you'll not know whether it's yellow card, green card, uh, multiple color, which card, what does this card really mean? You don't know. Yeah. So you need to have lines and demarcations. To know this far no further. Even God Almighty cannot say, just the water should not be flowing anywhere. We will drown. Sun, just shine at any degree. We will burn. So you need to let them know. At first, they'll be like, uh-uh, how far now nice. is this? Is it not you? them is even so we'll still insult you on top. No problem. Good night and God bless. Eventually, people will get with the program. And so you're not going to do it because you are a mean person or you are a wicked person you're going to do it because you have standards you have boundaries and you want to protect your own heart as well because the same way they want to be happy is the same way you want to be happy as well so you're not going to do it aggressively angrily you're not going to curse them and pray for them to fall down and die no simply politely but firmly tell them this and move on and anybody that doesn't want to be your friend again maybe they weren't supposed to be your friend in the first place yeah and so the second this second was a very fun situation. So first of all, the first question I was going to ask is, why does the lady need attention? Is it just, I don't have anything to do, I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend, come and come and meet me. (laughs) So that way you might need to lead her and direct her and help her govern her life and help her, as in be the man and be the leader and, you know, point her to life and what she can be doing, like my husband has done for me in the past before if it's attention, attention, it might be a deeper cry of something else she's looking for like I've been in this attention place a long time so the attention, attention was because I didn't have it in my own father my own first family that I felt was supposed to give it to me, so when he was there I wanted to suck him dry so, yeah but it's true some of you, you know it. The reason you're always saying, baby, where are you? Where are you? Voices. I can hear voices. Who is there? Where are you? You said you are coming from here. These 30 minutes, you are not yet here now. It's not because you want to drive him away or you don't trust him. You are craving attention because you didn't have it and you are looking for it. Yeah. Your father will go to work in the morning, come back, where's my food? And go to bed to work. he said you don't want that you're trying to create another kind of life for yourself but you're going around about it in a way that will drive the man away because men want peace in their life so the one you are calling every 30 minutes every 30 minutes where are you where are you you've not called me today you've not messaged me today it can be a bit off-putting so you need to know where that attention is coming from if it's just a boyfriend boyfriend or a deeper thing or if you yourself because you know sometimes guys go into a relationship and girls too and you think you're in a relationship with a guy A guy, if I've not seen you two weeks, we now say how far, 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 far. If you are from the streets, your father, your father, your father, and they are cool. But girls are not like that. Talk to me now. How far have you heard? Oh my God, that kind of thing. So you must realize that you are not in a relationship with a guy. (laughs) What? So. You know you're not in a relationship with a guy. You're in a relationship with a girl. So all this one of uh uh-uh, cross road now. I don't cry you she will not cross the road. You will not leave her there. Cross now, cross now. People are crossing, cross now. No, you have to guide her to cross the road. So seriously until now. Pastor Dami is a better, and I know I've said this before. Before Pastor Dami will be holding my hand. Before we reach the door of the car, I left my hand. I'm like, why now? We are not yet at the car. Hold my hand till you get to the car. But some guys are not done like that. I, I, I open my coke. You to open your own now. Eh, eh, open my coke for me. Yes. You might not. For some girls, that's what they want. But what I'm just trying to say is we are not hardcore. We don't want to be hardcore. Girls that you see that are hardcore life has made them hardcore Nobody to say that's what they re- there are some exceptions there are some people that are just like that but most ladies want to be ladies so maybe the third thing is maybe it's you who is not being um you know feminine soft enough so you need to find out what that is about but i don't feel you should have you know gone ahead you need to have, to have found out i don't think he ahead. has
1: yeah. he's wondering whether he okay, should okay i hope so or did you a day before Val's day
2: Ah!
1: just so that thank you very much Alty for fantastic point. I won't be long on this because she's covered so much of it now boundaries are so important and many times when we don't have established boundaries somebody suffers or both parties suffer generally so boundaries are very Necessary, even as small as as little as Camina and Ronel, um are right now, they know they don't come into the room when mommy is dressing up, it's a boundary, so they already know that now, right? Let me use an example that happened of something that happened in their school. So, where the parents from yesterday, and even for us, like they're close by three, um, and we used to go and pick them up generally three, three, fifth, three, ten. But sometimes things will happen. We'll go and pick them up at maybe 320. Sometimes. Right? And then the school instituted a fine policy. A fine policy that was ugly. The fine was ugly. You got that? Yeah. You know, we're kings. So we got a vibe fast. Every 15 minutes of lateness, 1,000 naira. Every 15 minutes. Now we have two children in that school, <laughs> so one hour is eight thousand naira. Yeah. Now yesterday, the proprietors of the school said, "You know what?" Nobody
2: says proprietress anymore. My husband keeps saying proprietress.
1: People say proprietress. No, they?
2: head teacher, head of school. Let me do,
1: wait. Have you heard proprietress? In
2: recent <laughs> before <laughs> before? Have you no.
1: no.
0: heard this
2: generation? No.
1: People still say. No let's do it if you still hear proprietress around no, no. yes, ah. thank you thank you what people don't say anymore is oh fly QC students oh fly, my wife still is oh fly wait, let me investigate years this later. matter
2: this, this proprietor that is here, ah. is it that you people are teaching in that school or <laughs> uh, you used to hear it on LTV news well,
1: yeah, it's the teachers that use head teacher. Outsiders, it's proprietress. Am I right? Proprietress. If I'm right, say yeah, yeah. Yes, Thank you, man. Yes, it's people in the school that use head teacher. Yes. Okay. Right? It's like it's like outsiders would say, like when I was in, in the UK, i say, what do you do? I'm a pastor. Say, you mean like you're a priest? Do you understand? Because the... Church of England and Orthodox Churches can't... Okay, but
2: these schools are not British or British and Nigerian curriculum schools, Sha. They
1: are not British curriculum schools. We don't schools. know the American, Vietnamese, Japanese. Just no, if we should answer this one, last question. These schools, proprietors, are they British curriculum schools?
2: They are not. They are. No, if they are, put up your hand. <laughs> Somebody said they are. here. Yeah. The lady in black weave. You said they are. We
1: don't know, honestly. Uh, Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. So, anyway, the story. They now, insti- So, the, the lady, the proprietress or head teacher, owner of the school, final authority,
3: <laughs>
2: General, <Basia.
1: laughs> General Superintendent, the most high priest of the school, now said to us, it said that since, look at the words, since we instituted, instituted this fine policy, People have not been coming late, including people we targeted. <laughs> so someone says, "Ah, you targeted people." Now, obviously, we we're not part of them, but there were people who were used to that because you would come and pick up the children late. There are no consequences, no boundaries, so people used to come late. And what? When you come late, you task other teachers, and you know you cause pain in the in the structure. So when there are no boundaries in your life or in your relationships, somebody is going to suffer for it. Either you or the person or other people around. So that's what my wife was saying. It doesn't mean you're wicked. I think I touched on it in first service. It means that you're responsible enough to respect yourself and by extension respect them. I remember one high school movie where one girl was approaching a guy to say, you know, let's do stuff together. And the guy said, no, I don't want to disrespect you. The girl said, disrespect me. Uh, Right? So there are people like that. But you need to have the boundaries. Now, I was going to say something about the uh, breaking up before you're broken up with. Before I say that, I mentioned something earlier about how the person I needed to become for her needed to go through my old relationship. One of the things one of the mistakes i made in my own and when you have a heartbreak right or a relationship breakdown don't say it's the will of god ah i'm too good for that person that's superiority it might be true but which standards are you using so instead of going that route and you know worshiping yourself on the altar of pride ask yourself what could i have done better there's one major thing I could have done better in my old relationship. I didn't give her enough attention. Now, because I'm not a high attention person, I'm a high intensity and engagement person. In other words, I don't need do spend, don't, I don't spend two minutes with, I mean, two hours with me. But if you spend two minutes, be with me. Let's engage. If you are angry, give it to me. If you are smiling, let me know. I'm an engagement person. Intimate, intense person. I'm not a naturally intentioned person, so it doesn't take me a long, a long time to understand things, to pick up things, to know what to do. It doesn't take me long. I don't need time. I need to concentrate and I'll figure it out. Many people are not like that. Many people need time. Because I was not a time-driven person, I give a lot of space, you know. So when we say, Ah, how are you doing?
4: Ah, da-da-da-da
1: and that space creates opportunity for so many things misrepresentation, misinterpretation, misbehavior even if a person is still a miss they can miss it as a miss so they will miss the opportunity as a miss to become misses so so (laughs) I said to myself I said to myself my relationship and the, my next relation, my wife, she will not complain of attention. And my wife says to me that my friends told I when we were in, said that P. is very, very, very busy. Oh, he's a very intense guy, he's very focused. Though, you know, where his friends, but sometimes you know, pick our call, he'll be so intense on in what he's doing. So, get ready not to have a lot of attention. But she says something about that.
2: I just I I, I was happy that they told me so I knew what to be, what to prepare for. But when I got into the relationship I found out that it was the exact opposite of what they said. He was even having too much sometimes I'll come downstairs from my house and I'll see him downstairs in my house. He didn't tell me he was coming and he would just be there. And sometimes he'll be there till ten o'clock.
1: So I give her a lot of attention. Yeah, ten PM and I was living in Ajah. Sorry, not Ajah, Yaya so I would drive from Ilukbeji to Aoyaya at that time. It's fast. It's like one and a half hours. And the, there was no light. In other words, Aoyaya, you don't want to know what Aoyaya is. When you get to VGC, your journey has started. Because I learned from that. I didn't go like, eh, she, she wanted too much attention. Get her right here. My next girlfriend will not want attention like her. Whether she wants or not, I've budgeted eternal attention. <laughs> next question oh last question is it the last one I thought I saw one hand Tino has a question sorry guys man sorry, yeah.
2: you will not be missed overlapped in Jesus name
4: yeah um thank you so I just have one question and my question here is about the offender just like how we go through life and people make mistakes to us there are also tendencies for us to make mistakes um, I would like to hear from you as to if you can share your own wisdom on how you think people can go about addressing their own mistakes and I'm um, looking at it from two examples in scripture Judas Iscariot and Peter you know, they both made mistakes but one they, they took their mistakes separately and had different outcomes and also Esau and Jacob you know I love that part of the scripture whereby Jacob was going to go and reconcile and you can see the old drama Jacob went through. So much tension because it's not easy to acknowledge that you've made a mistake and yeah. you want to try and reconcile. You know. So how can you move on? How can you forgive yourself? How can you seek peace? Yeah, in that light.
1: That's such a very, very good question. And thank you for bringing it up. We all make mistakes.
2: Me. my coughing at the same time as me?
1: We're twinning. So wise. <laughs> So, it's a very important one. Um, sometimes when we make mistakes, what people, the people we've offended don't realize is that the weight of the guilt is as much a punishment on us as the impact of our misdemeanour is to them. Does that make sense? If I slap somebody and my heart cuts because I'm a child of God, If I don't know how to handle that arrest, let me call it an arrest in my heart, long after the person I slapped has healed from the pain of the slap, I'm still feeling the pain of regret. So I think that's where you're coming from. One of the major things I noticed in dealing with my wife and growing together and learning her and she learned me is I had to realize that sometimes what hurt her more was not what I did. Was the fact number one I didn't even know that I did it, or when she explained to me, I trivialized the impact. Not some many times unwittingly. It wasn't a deliberate eh, rubbish. Let's go. But just like, eh, are you serious? Why? Because if someone did it to me, it wouldn't hold that same weight. But I'm not you. Do you understand? Let me let me put, give us an example. If you put yam in boiling water, there won't be much of a hiss. If you put yam in boiling oil, splash, blah, 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 blah. It's not the yam that is the problem. It's the constituents of the solvent. So many times, the disposition of people that we offend is not sometimes what we did, because sometimes we do dumb stuff, sometimes, but many times it's not what we did as much as the way their configuration has been trained to interpret and handle it. Are you following this? Okay, I don't want to go um, into that. But the first thing is acknowledging that thing and doing your best to actually listen to what they are saying. When the Bible speaks about confession, many people don't know that part of confession or one of the major things about confession is healing. So it says, confess your faults. I want to understand this. The whole confession of sin is not from God that old priest thing, go to a prison. Bible doesn't say confess your sin. Another translation uses that, but the original is con- con- confess your faults. Now, that fault goes beyond the action. It is expose the thinking system, the faulty experience you had that brought you to a place where you were caught sleeping with a girlfriend or rather with a housemaid instead of your wife. Are you saying that? And that confession means that you're open enough to also listen to them to know what they have to say. Are you with me? That's important. That's important. One of the issues with Judas, like you rightly cited, Peter denied Jesus. Don't forget that when Jesus actually resurrects from the grave and he goes to the sea and they're fishing, when Peter sees uh, Jesus, what, what did he do? John 21. He couldn't face Jesus. He jumped into the water. He went to go and hide inside the water. couldn't face him. But Jesus now said, "Peter, ah, have you got any fish?" Peter does not. Sorry, Jesus does not say, eh, "Hey, we have talk." You, you denied me. After angels, koboko, koboko." <laughs> but the first thing Jesus does, watch this, is the healing power of face to face and confrontation. That thing that I can look into your face and we are crying, or you are crying, I'm looking, or I'm the one crying face to face, healing first. It removes the way. Judas not only ran away, he ran to death because he couldn't face it. Now, an error you don't face can deface you. Maybe that's why Two Face changed his name to Baba. You know Baba to You see that, so that's one. Number two is this don't forget people, a lot of believers tend to undermine Christ consciousness. If God forgive you of all your sins, all, all, He died for you before you were born and included you in the salvation plan, you're forgiven. So, co- release that thing, confess your faults one to another, and then. Release the weight of the guilt and the shame to that person. Number three is this. Please don't expect them to flip immediately. They're not a switch. In fact, some people don't take your first apology serious. It just opens the door. They're still judging you. They want to see what you will do next. And what you will do next. And what you will do next. And how you speak about them in their absence. And all of those kind So patience. Why? Because it's one thing for you to hurt me. It's another thing for you to dictate the pace of my recovery because it might not be in your place to tell me how long I need right um, so sometimes you will need time sometimes people need time there are things I've done my, my wife I saw we've grown a lot of place in a lot of ways the things I've done to her, she got over in a day the things I've done to her it's taken a weeks to get over what I can't say eh? you're still holding it I'm done the wife I married is a woman of super capacities, multi potentialites, divine anointings and graces. She's a fountain of life and she's built on the house on the rock and she's raising kings. You know, something I encourage, sometimes I get frustrated. Sometimes I have to come down and really understand what they're saying and even prove over time so sometimes you need time but things you can also do pray pray for the person pray for the relationship there the relationships you know I mentioned some things to you I still pray for people that I'm not happy with and that part of that prayer is allows God to work on your own heart to keep it nimble until the time of reconciliation and it also allows you to develop the fruit called patience because of fruit and gives the angels and God spiritual material to work on their hearts Sometimes it takes years, but always keep the door open. God doesn't shut the door until the rapture. Now when people will knock, you won't enter. Go, go, go! Right? Does that help? Final question.
0: Praise the Lord. Okay, you guys shouldn't be tired, all right? All right. Um, my question is um, for a friend and um is it for a friend or is it for listen now listen now you know it's for your friend you know you know you find out now um uh, i have this friend a female friend and um now um, it, it happened that she has beat this, somebody no 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 a it's a joke it's a joke we're, we're cool like that <laughs> all right it happened that um we got talking you know she's in her 30s And we realized it's been very hard for her to stay in a relationship and stuff. And when God was going to give her the grace to open up, she made me realize that um, her father's best friend um, raped her in her teens, when she was a teenager. And after the first abuse, he did it again. And she had to get used to it. In fact, she was the one going back to him. Daddy, come and do, daddy, come and do. And this happened for a while, and it's mm-hmm. still happening. And
2: still With the same man or someone else?
0: With the same man, and while she's always in a relationship, she's still, in fact, she can be in a relationship with Brother A four years. Nothing is happening between them, but she's always going to collect from this man and mm-hmm. stuff. Now, Did she
2: go back because the man is demanding or because she's used to it or she's what? just
0: you know it's it's a thing with ladies you just feel like oh there's this guy it's only you that can do what no man can do i don't know you so know she enjoying it at this point and i don't know i don't know what it, it's it's we've, we've been talking and now this is where i'm going this is where i'm going this so man, can we be together this 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 mm-hmm. man is in his 70s now because it's been happening for a long time. Her father's best friend, the families are like, so sometimes she would go spend holidays. Uh, she's with this person spending holidays and stuff is happening and stuff. Now, this man is in his seventies and he's really ill right now and likely not gonna make it. And then when we got talking about it, she she told me she wants to open up, like talk to her parents or her family about it and stuff and okay great idea but this is going to mess things up at this point what do we do we didn't even know what to do while we we're still talking and at some point we prayed about it then i realized um, she's not trying to open up just because she wants to heal she wants him to face it before he dies so <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to do in this zone so it's very important to talk about it there's are weighty
1: issues. Um the weighty issues, they are not they, they might be uncommon and they should not be spoken of, but they are not unheard of. If you're exposed to ministry for a long time, you would hear all sorts. It doesn't make it normal, doesn't make it right. Um, but these things happen. So it's not something we can unpack entirely because there are many questions to be asked there are many recommendations to be made there are many instructions to be given what i honestly feel is that there is something darkly spiritual about it um it's darkly spiritual don't forget when i spoke about sodom remember i said the first vexation is external and after that you start vexing yourself which is exactly what happened. You know, he assaults her, abuses her, and then now she's craving it. So there are soul tie issues there. There are demonic issues there. There are covenantal issues there. Um, there are covenantal issues there. One of the things, the devil treats guilt, shame, fear, dishonor. Whenever you find those things recurrent around an activity or a relationship, something demonic is beginning guilt shame dishonor debasement you know like some of you have studied Hollywood and the occult you don't get into certain levels of superstardom until you defile yourself with animals humans things and all of that the devil has to shame you to own you because he can possess you by shame and so in her case there are too many things that I need to know before I can make recommendations, but what I know is that she needs deep spiritual intervention. Deep spiritual intervention. There might be a place for our confronting that, and I think it's healthy. The degree to which that gets out is an entire thing. Is it a personal confrontation? Is it a confrontation with her father and the man, the families of the people? You know, so those are things that we can talk about in detail. But key takeaways: there's something demonic. Um, a lot of prayer, support, and strategic warfare needs to be done to repossess her soul. Because man is seventies, she's in her thirties, a still about twenty years maybe. That this thing has been happening, so it's very, very deep and dark. Very deep and dark. And I think it buttressed what I said earlier as prayer that when people miss it, when parents miss it, children suffer. So as much as possible, you have to invest in your children, be their friends, you know, be their friends. Pick them up from school for as long as you can. We drop my children in school every day. She drops them off most of the time. I pick them up. Uh, most of the time, because I'm just going to sleep hours before they go to school, many times. But they have personal touch between both of us every day. So, it's big. But we can talk some more about it. And if you have counsel in that area, you can speak to Tino as well. Or if you are dealing with that, you might be dealing with that. Talk to me and my wife about it and a great prayer. Recommend certain things that you need to listen to fast and pray. Fasting is a force in the spirit when it's done the right way, ties can be broken. Confrontation is a force in the spirit, that's why it needs to be done. Speak to you, uh, a great mountain, whatever. Confrontation is, is key if you know how to use it in the spirit. But there are certain things that you don't get free from until you confront, or somebody confronts it. Confrontation is, is key as well. But it's the admit. It. you know, you can have a tool, but you know how to use it. Alright, anybody got something today? Please can you celebrate my wife, my ministry partner, my for speaking so brilliantly, wisely, passionately, and anointedly. All right. So we need to listen to this, all of us need to listen to it over and over, right? Tim is it's good to see you. Welcome from Qatar, friends. Where do you go? Atlanta. Can we celebrate Tim Dias? She came from Atlanta. When I was in Atlanta five months ago, it was ironic because I didn't say the At Atalanta. Ironic. Ironic. Was that song, You're everything I need. Let's close. Do you have an offering to give today? Yes. Do you think the Lord deserves to be honored? I can't hear your voices. Yes, Let's honor the Lord with our given. Can you just reduce the volume? Hold fast this works Now, some of the things that we shared today. You might not need them now, but you will need them at some point. If you're going to be greatly used by God, I was, I, I was saying earlier, Matthew
3: twenty,
1: twenty six, I think. Jesus was heartbroken. He said, "My heart is greatly consumed by sorrow." He said, "Sorrowful unto death." That's heartbreak. And it got community. And so you guys, pray with me. Sometimes what you also need, you don't, you don't even need to tell anybody the details now listen to this Listen, please listen to this I want everybody listening the team Toby Karims and company of this world this generation is very vocal and sometimes we vocalize what we should internalize sometimes when you're going through heartbreak you don't need to discuss the details sometimes you need to pray and get prayer partners Jesus said to them watch with me for an hour he didn't give them the details he just said watch with me for an hour how do you know people are really watching with you, strength start increasing in that area Another area, once or twice in two weeks or so they're going to send you a bible verse or a vision or a picture that speaks because if you're watching you must see now so all those pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, they're not seeing anything after three weeks they're not praying they will either say something that looks like a casual conversation or a specific word that will give light if they're really praying so you also need prayer partners so you know what I'm feeling somewhere about this business can you just pray with me alright generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org